0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. For many months uh, during the pandemic, Texas had the highest number of people quitting their jobs. Last year, Texas and California traded the trophy back and forth. I didn't know there was a trophy, but apparently there is. Who is quitting uh, capital of the U.S. in any given moment? Okay, so I guess you get the... You do get the trophy for the coding capital of the U.S. Anyway, uh, this time of year, according to the seasonally adjusted figures from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, in the six to eight months for which we have data, more workers in Texas headed to the exits than in any other state in the country. From January through August, 3,154,000 people in the Lone Star State gave their notice and left their job. Wow. Uh, So there were, however, uh, 4,643,000,000 people in Texas that got jobs. So it's all good. Uh, No problem. The people that left their jobs apparently had a job waiting for them. That's where we get the workplace musical chairs, right? So uh, apparently, and according to this, people aren't jumping for big pay raises. I guess the pay gap between stitchers and stayers is the narrowest it's been since the fall of 2020. Yeah, but I'm sure there's other things that are just a little bit better over there on the other side of the fence. So the labor shortage is likely to be here to stay. And that voluntary quits will remain elevated, according to the experts, because the only way to fill open roles is by poaching them from another company. So if you don't want to lose your employees, be nice. Welcome! Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Congratulations to Chicago. They are the number one rattiest city in America for the ninth year in a row. I think I said third year in a row on Mojo 5 this morning. So I apologize because it is the ninth year in a row. Chicago is holding strong. They have clinched the top spot as the rattiest city in America according to the pest control company Orkin. So the list is based on new extermination services rendered between September 1st, 2022 and August 31st, 2023. A uh, Block Club Chicago and Illinois Answers Project investigation found that Chicago has chronically failed to keep up with rat complaints. It received over 50,000 complaints in 2022 and already has seen 38,742 complaints in the 2023. Congratulations to Chicago. Nine years in a row as the rattiest city in America. Now, Oregon has the top 50, but, you know, number two is Los Angeles. New York slid to number three, which is amazing because I thought New York would be You know, number two, but no, Los Angeles is picking up a pace, up one, and New York is down one. Washington, D.C. is number four. Apparently, they're just uh, considering uh, the animals, not people. Otherwise, Washington, D.C. would be number one. San Francisco, Philadelphia, Baltimore, Denver, Detroit, and Cleveland Akron as number 10 in the rattiest cities in America. Miami is 19th. Uh, DFW is 22nd. They came up a couple of, picking up a pair to number 22. Uh, Tampa St. Pete is up five, ooh, at 36th. And uh, Flint, Michigan, which is, you know, right here on my hand up there by the, you know, just below the Tri-Cities, uh, down eight. So things apparently are taking uh, better care in Flint. And so congratulations to all the cities in the top 50 rattiest cities in America. You know, let's say you live in one of those rattiest cities in America. And at the end of the day, you've seen uh, the rats uh, hard at work and you just want to get yourself clean. Uh, That's where Quinn's Goat Soap comes in. Uh, QPGoatSoap.com Get yourself clean with Quinn's goat soap. Most people who buy soap from the store don't realize what it's doing to their skin. Store-bought soap is going to get you clean, but uh, it's also going to dry out your skin. And there's a reason for that, because they want you to buy their other products and lotions, and it's from the same company. Duh. Well, soap uh, doesn't do that when it's made the right way with goat's milk. And that's what Quinn Pittman discovered when he first started learning about soap. And he's been making it the right way ever since. If you want your skin to be clean but also to retain its moisture you need goat soap and you'll want Quinn's goat soap. Quinn and his family are very proud of their product and they want you to know about it. And good for Quinn I mean he's uh, such a young entrepreneur. He's been doing this since he was 9 years old. He's 16 now. He's done something most kids uh, wouldn't even do or maybe even couldn't do and that's start a business. I've used the soap I love it. And uh, you should really check them out. Go to qpgoatsoap.com. Use the code Jeffy. Get yourself 10% off the total order. qpgoatsoap.com. Code Jeffy. You know, maybe you people we talked earlier about uh, how Texas is uh, you know, quitting their jobs. Maybe it's because they want to work from home. I see where uh, they're saying now that uh, fewer than 26 percent of U.S. households down from 37 percent of households in early 2021 are work from home. I mean, employees are starting to push to get uh, workers back. In at their desks and you know, get out of the old yoga pants and uh, underwear. According to this, seven states now have a remote work rate of 33% compared to 31 states while the pandemic was raging. Yeah, so maybe you quit your job because you want to work from home, and a place that uh, needs employees are going to say, Yeah, go ahead. No problem, you can work from home. That's a, you know, that's a bonus. Even if you're not getting paid the same amount of money, that's a pay raise working at home because of travel costs, right? Hello. So, and then they also talk about in here how people are using their sick days now, uh, especially the younger ones. Yeah, because we were taught years ago that you needed to push through whether you were sick or not. You need to show up at work. I was told a long time ago by a business manager of a radio station I worked at, take your sick days. You're losing money if you don't take your sick days because you don't get the money in the end. If they offer you, you know, how many days sick days a year at the end of the year, well, maybe some companies do. Uh, that's a bonus that you can work out in, in your contractual arranging, uh, arrangements. You can say, hey, the sick days I don't use, I'll take the money for it. Maybe you work that deal out. But usually you don't get that money back. It's use it or lose it. So that's why I was told a long time ago, use it. So, you know, it used to be, there's a quote in here from some project manager that uh, talked to the Wall Street Journal that said, I used to power through, but uh, no way. Uh, Getting laid off and now coming back to work, uh, I'm using my sick days. Yeah, uh, use them because you can't get them back. And I was just as guilty of that for years. Uh, You come in, you're sick, you're wearing your sweatshirt, you can barely breathe, you can barely move, and you're still doing the show or you're producing the show and you're working in another room or opposite another person and you really just shouldn't be there at all because you're just germing up the place. And so remember that the next time you get sick and you feel the urge, hey, I got to go in. No, no you don't. Just call in sick because you are German up the place, and nobody likes a German up person at the place. Okay? Go home. You know, earlier this week I talked to uh, Allison Johnson from the National Geographic about their new book, Best of the World, which is beautiful. It's a gorgeous book and you can see all these tremendous destinations around the globe. And we talked a little bit about, well, you need to, you know, have a heads up on where you can and can't travel these days. And I just saw where the United States issued these travel advisories for, you know, Afghanistan, Belarus, Burkina, Central African Republic, Uh, Miramar, Gaza, Haiti, Iran, Iraq, Lebanon, Libya, uh, Mali, Mexico, Niger, North Korea. I was just going to go to North Korea, too. Russia, Somalia, South Sudan, Sudan, Syria, Ukraine, Venezuela, Yemen. I know. So we got all these places that they're saying, now, maybe... uh, ought to reconsider travel to those places. Well, yeah, maybe you should. Maybe you just get the book and look at those nice places around the world and go, yeah, that's nice. Never gonna go there, but it sure is pretty. Alright, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <laughs> Did you see the, well, it went viral. It's this guy complaining that uh, all these people at Quick Trip are parked at the gas pump, but nobody's getting gas. And uh, and he's all wound up about it. Now, he says in the video, well, I'm getting gas, and he shows himself pulling in. So there was a tank open. Really strange. I mean, I was kind of strange, and then I thought, well, I do that all the time. I mean, there's no way I pull into gas stations, uh, and I park at a pump. And go in and play the lotto or get a, an item that I need at the, in the store without getting gas, come back out and leave. And there are times when, you know, you get gas and then you pump your gas. And then when you're done pumping gas, you go inside and get your stuff. So it would appear as you drive by at that particular moment, there's no gas pump sticking into your car that you're not getting gas. But you already did, right? Right. And the Hebrew was showing people sitting at the gas pump just chatting and talking. I mean, I guess it could be a hangout place if that's where the uh, the store this, in this particular incident, it was a quick trip needs to take that into consideration if it's a hangout area for those damn youngsters, then they need to call the authorities or have the quick trip security say, hey, uh, there's no hanging out here. Move on. Get going. Uh, but That having been said. I mean, I do that all the time. I'm not parking up in front of the building or, uh, you know, moving off to the side to go inside the building. Usually, the station that I go to, the pump is closest. So you just pull in, stop at the pump, and then you go in, and you're good to go. Not getting any gas. Or it's raining. Or it's really hot out. The sun is blasting here in Texas. So, you don't want to park under... (laughs) the overhang so that i'm not getting blasted while i'm going in so there's that to think about as well so get over it cody <laughs> you know i was uh, i was sitting in on uh, pat gray's show which i do you know at least a couple times a week and i fill in for pat when he is off you know that as well as avid listeners do chewing the fat uh, i on Pat Groundleashed at least twice a week and sometimes more. But I was uh, listening to Pat do a story about the liver and it being the hardest working organ in your body. Did you know that? I don't think I knew that. It's responsible for your weight management, your energy levels, cholesterol, hormone, and brain health. Your liver is the powerhouse that holds the key to your well-being. But the thing is, everyday bad habits take a toll on your liver. Unhealthy eating, sitting around and watching TV all day, not doing any sports, can all lead to a sluggish, fatty liver that makes you gain weight and experience chronic fatigue. One in three Americans has it. Probably even that, uh, you know, liberal Joe Biden neighbor uh, (laughs) next to you has it. (laughs) So, you know... Don't be your liberal neighbor. <laughs> Take better care of your health now. There's a solution. Liver Health Formula. An all-natural supplement packed with clinically proven botanicals to help you recharge and protect your liver. Try Liver Health Formula and get a free bottle of nano-powered omega-3. Go to getliverhelp.com slash jeffy. getliverhelp.com slash Jeffy, take advantage of this deal. That's a total discount of sixty-four percent. You won't find this offer anywhere else. So go to slash jeffy You don't want to get a fatty liver, so start taking care of yourself today. Getliverhelp, all one word. dot com/jeffy. Okay, did you see the guy in Massachusetts, the father and his two sons, according to this, used his covert network of convenience stores and tax-shy scratch-off winners to defraud the lottery of more than $20 million. Now, I'm confused. I don't know how he defrauded the lottery. Uh, I believe he defrauded uh, the IRS uh, but I don't think he I don't know how he defrauded the lottery okay so uh, he tried to pass off his winning streak as luck about the lottery commission was like yeah no it's That's not luck. Um, He started this scheme around 2011 and claimed 136 lottery tickets worth $217,000. The following year, he claimed 214 tickets for a total of $367,000 total payout. Then in 2013, the same year he roped his sons Yosef and Mohammed into the plot, he nabbed 867 tickets worth almost $1.3 million. The trio cashed in using a form of money laundering known as 10-percenting, in which real lottery winners enlist middlemen in order to avoid coughing up hefty taxes on their winnings. Again, how does that defraud the lottery? Uh, instead of claiming the lucky ticket themselves, the winners have a middleman like uh, Jafars to claim the prize in exchange for a 10 to 25% cut of the earnings. The real winner is subsequently able to reap the cash benefits of their win without the tax bill. And the 10%er typically avoids taxes by claiming gambling losses on their own filings. Again, I don't know how that's defrauding the lottery. Within a decade, authorities told uh, the Globe that uh, Ali Jafar, a Lebanese immigrant who started a prepaid phone card business in the 90s, had easy access to convenience stores and their owners, and his sons were the most prolific 10 percentage in Massachusetts. Ali Jafar confessed to the illicit scheme at their trial, said their network of convenience store allies would call them in if they had a winning ticket over $600. Most of the time, Ali or one of his sons showed up, purchased the ticket for slightly less than the full prize, and never even learned the real winner's name. Well, you would need to. You're the winner. The convenience store operators got their own kickback, typically 50 to 100 bucks, and the Defars matched the lottery office to march to the lottery office to collect the prize. He then claimed the bogus gambling losses on his tax returns, which allowed him to avoid paying taxes despite lottery earnings of around $10 million. Again, I don't know how that defrauds the lottery. (laughs) Uh, With the Lottery Commission's new Director of Compliance and Security on their heels, the Jafars tried to cover their tracks by enlisting friends to cash the tickets in the lottery office. Yeah, uh, they didn't stop. They just tried to get other people to do it. (laughs) <laughs> uh, by that point though the irs was also starting to sniff around uh undercover irs agents sold winning tickets to a convenience store and uh, only those tickets to end up in the hands of yosef and uh, so we were good to go so they were arrested and they showed i, I guess the one son was an intern to senator john kerry not Sure, what that has to do with anything, but it says in the story, oh, he showed promise as an intern for then-Senator John Kerry. Oh, okay. All right. So they were both found guilty, uh, Ali and Yosef, for one count of conspiracy to defraud the IRS and one count of conspiracy to commit money laundering and one count each of filing a false tax return. Yeah, that has nothing to do with defrauding the lottery because they did the lottery. It was an actual winning ticket. They weren't. They weren't making up the winning tickets. Muhammad um, uh, pleaded guilty to a single conspiracy charge and subsequently was sentenced to six months behind bars, and he was told to pay uh, nine hundred and sixty-four thousand in restitution and two-year ban on lottery activities. Huh, okay. Uh, So there you have it. Uh, It was a good scam until, well, it wasn't. And he's all happy. He said now, uh, yeah, it feels like a dark cloud has floated away. And I could finally see a clear path. So, all right, we'll find a new way to scam the lottery once I get past this jail sentence. (laughs) who died today who died today dusty francis street dusty street one of the first female disc jockeys on the west coast died at the age of 77 rest in peace she was most recently the host of sirius xm deep tracks but is best known for her time working at k-rock And uh, became a force of punk and new wave music in the 70s and 80s. We've lost one of our own. Dusty Street passed away. Uh, That's what they talked about on uh, Sirius XM Deep tracks. Dusty Street dead at the age of 77. And it wasn't that, so don't look at me. It doesn't say that at all. It just says that she died peacefully, quietly, surrounded by love in a beautifully serene location in Eugene, Oregon, and befitting the queen that she was. So don't look at me like that. It doesn't say that. Dusty Street, dead at the age of 77. Then, who died today? The Kansas City Zoo announced that their oldest must giraffe, uh, Mahali has died, Mahali, at the age of 29, according to the Kansas Kansas City Zoo and Aquarium. The zoo shared that Mahali had to be euthanized. Oh, she didn't just die. Uh, we put her, <laughs> uh, we put her down. Uh, it was because of a worsening chronic condition stemming from old age. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we love you and everything, but you're going we're gonna put you down. Love you. Take care. Uh, She was born in 94, found a home at the Kansas City Zoo. She gave birth to three calves, has a line of grandchildren at other facilities. And good for her. Uh, The Sioux Prays, for not being the oldest, but also the tallest female of their giraffe herd, measuring over 15 feet. She will be remembered by those who came to observe her at the zoo for her long-lasting life and grand stature. That's what zoo officials said. I guess that's what you say if you're a zoo official. And, you know, congratulations. No one supports zoos more than me in this show. I guess that's what you say. But will she be remembered? Because when people come to the old giraffe exhibit, it's like, Hey, look, uh, remember that older giraffe that was here for a long time? Yeah, she's dead. They had to put her down. Oh, look, there's another one. I don't think that happens. I could be wrong. Have you checked out the new Blaze website yet? I mean, we've been talking to you about uh, big tech censorship and telling you about a major step that Blaze Media is taking to declare independence from big tech and ensure that we can keep bringing you the truth no matter what. So go to the Blaze Media website, theblaze.com right now. You'll see it's been totally overhauled. You'll see news articles, opinion, analysis, lifestyle, and tech commentary. But what you will not see are those obnoxious ads and all those pop-ups that are on almost every other website. Here's why it's such a big deal. Most people don't realize that by having those ads uh, on our website, Google was able to send bots to scour any content they deemed unsafe for the advertisers. After finding something they didn't like, they demand we remove the ads from that article or else have the entire website demonetized. We dealt uh, with this from time and time again, and here's the worst part. After forcing us to remove ads from problematic articles... Google buried those articles as part, uh, you know, part of the search results, so that they became impossible to find. And Google was essentially using its ad revenue as a, uh, you know, to force people like us uh, to toe the line. And so we're not going to do that anymore. That's why we're walking away from ads on our website ad-free. It's going to cost a lot of money. It's worth a lot of money. That's why we're taking the gamble by investing in more quality content, including expert analysis and insightful commentary and authentic investigative reporting. So, visit TheBlaze.com explore all the new ad-free experience and see for yourself how we're standing up against suppression and prioritizing independent journalism. Go to TheBlaze.com right now. So they claim that Americans are falling behind on their auto loans at the fastest pace in almost 30 years. That's per Bloomberg, okay? Uh, Really, really interesting. Now, they also claim that the IRS believes that Americans failed to pay uh, $688 billion in taxes on their 2021 taxes huh amazing so that's why we need all those irs agents and to poke around because we're looking for a lot more audits we believe that there was 688 billion dollars in taxes uh, not paid in 2021 my first uh answer to that would be do you do you okay All right. You know what? If you say so, I get it. If you say so. So good luck out there. Uh, Good luck out there. Uh, Not paying your car loans or your taxes. And I would say my economic indicators are still holding true. Uh, I see more cars broken down on the side of the road. And that's my economic indicator. That means that people are waiting longer to keep their cars up to date and fixed uh with their maintenance program so they're breaking down more on the highway because they don't have the money to do it and so they're just driving until it breaks down and boy do i understand that so be careful out there okay So I was looking at the Time magazine, uh, The Best Inventions of 2023, and I was going down the list, and I was like, eh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. I get it, walking with ease, and there's headphones and gaming stuff. I get it, maybe we'll go through it another time. But one of the things that was one of the best inventions of 2023, which is awesome, and it's about time, it's called the Extraterrestrial Garbage Bag. It's the TransAstra Flytrap. Now, I have been all about starting a fly garbage business for the past, I don't know, 10 years. So now, do I get money from NASA? No, of course not. Uh, did I apply for money for NASA? No, I did But don't bug me down with facts. So uh, in August, NASA awarded a space startup, TransAstra, eight hundred and fifty thousand dollar contract to build and demonstrate a prototype flytrap. Uh, a bag that's to pick up space debris, which can cause obviously, you know, dangerous collisions made from the flexible material kept on. Love Captain, That's the bag. I uh, will be shot into orbit and a rocket uh, on a rocket once it gets additional funding for the launch. Yeah. So this is how it's going to hopefully going to work. And then we need funding to uh, launch this into space. And how many do we get? I don't know. How much is it going to cost to fly the old trans astra flytrap? Do you just get $1? piece of debris and then you have to come down? Does it destroy the piece of debris in the bag? I want to see all that. So please let me know. Contact me. Email me chewingthefatattheblaze.com or you can reach out to me on my social media uh, on X at JeffyJFR Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me on YouTube, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And if you want NASA or uh, Astra... I'm sorry, Trans Astra Fly Trap, Uh, you can order a cameo from me uh, at JeffyJFR. That's not free, but I'm happy to do it for you. And uh, we could talk, uh, I'm happy to give you a cameo on the extraterrestrial garbage bag, the Trans Astra Fly Trap. So reach out. Tell you what, if I get the contract, I'll take you out to dinner at the uh, home of the most expensive steak, now in the uk uh 900 euros for a steak and that's i don't think that's the most i think they charge you more for that anyway um the finest piece of wagyu around one of london's restaurants is uh, flagging cuts of beef for just that price making it the uk's most expensive steak yeah 900 euros i thought i read where it was more than that um Get your hands on the exorbitant piece of cow flesh you need to book a table at uh, Arigawa, a new restaurant which opened uh, this past week and uh, at Mayfair, the Japanese restaurant which serves five choices of steak ranging from 500 euros to 900 euros for a 14 ounce serving is an outpost of a Tokyo based steak specialist. Oh. Uh, The sirloin steak at Arigawa imported from Nishiwaza farm in Japan's Hyogo prefecture which uh, set diners back 760 euros Uh, meanwhile there's a wall of wine bottles that cost a 1000 euros a pop as well so why is steak so expensive well uh, they're made from uh, Tajima beef which is a strain of the Wagyu cattle, Tajima beef must undergo meticulous certification by the Japanese Ministry of Agriculture, Forestry, and Fisheries, meeting strict criteria, taking into account marbling, texture, and age of the cow, which must be at least 28 months. The beef then aged for three weeks while it's shipped from Japan. The master chefs cook the meat in a specialist kiln, which can take just three steaks at a time before it's rested and highly seasoned with salt and pepper. Yeah, you want to cook it up, but you don't want to eat it right away. you got to rest it and let it take a little breather from the cooking. So there you have it. Uh, (laughs) You can stop in at the old restaurant and spend 900 euros on a piece of Wagyu steak or you can just stop at your fast food restaurant and pick up something to eat. I was looking at the list of the top-rated fast food chains in the United States. Chick-fil-A covers a lot of ground in the old United States of America. Pretty incredible. So CashNet USA, which conducted the study, said they were curious how tastes differed around the U.S. Uh, there were 37% of adults eat fast food on any given day per the cdc so to investigate the geographic discrepancies and high octane cravings cashnet identified the most famous fast food chains for burgers pizza donuts chicken and mexican food then they located corresponding outlets in each state and that uh, as well as 50 of the most populous cities and analyzed the google maps ratings of each of those regions so when you look at the map i mean it's Pretty incredible. Chick Fil A is in a whole bunch of states. In and Out uh, is in California and Nevada, and I bet you they're picking up pace. Uh, they're growing in more and more states as it is. And uh, are they better than Chick Fil A? Well, not according to this. Then you have uh, Papa Murphy's and South Dakota and uh, Lamont's Donuts and Coffee. Uh, they, I mean, they're Arizona, Colorado, Nebraska, and they go to Missouri. Interesting, and then daylight, yeah, daylight donuts in Alabama and Georgia. Chick Fil A, Papa Murphy's shows up in North Carolina. A lot of Chick Fil A. Uh, Krispy Kreme shows up in New Jersey. Interesting. Lot of Chick Fil A, and Five Guys shows up in Vermont. The rest is uh, Chick Fil A. Pretty incredible. So there you have it. The top (laughs) fast food joints Uh, in Hawaii. What do we have in Hawaii? Uh, Papa John, or Papa Murphy's, yeah. Oh, no, that's Alaska. Uh, Hawaii has Cane's. Cane's in Hawaii? Okay, all right. Whatever you say. Shipley's Donuts in Tennessee, stop it. They should not be on the list, but they are. So congratulations to all all the fast food restaurants for making the list of the best fast food restaurant in a particular state thanks to the Cashnet survey, puts uh, Chick-fil-A in uh, number one in 34 states. They dominate the U.S. Chick-fil-A dominates the U.S. And of course they have the bottom rated fast food chain in every state. Uh, it looks like uh, Papa John's, really Papa John's dominated that list. That's so strange. I, I find that hard to believe that they're the worst uh, the lowest rated? No. No, thank you. Uh, Popeye's in Montana, Taco Bell in North Dakota, Burger King in Wyoming, Pizza Hut in Idaho and Oregon, but Pop Domino's in California. Papa John's kind of sweeps the middle of the country. Papa John's in Texas. I've been pretty satisfied with Papa John's. has been a long time, but uh, I've been satisfied, I guess. Uh, Kentucky and Tennessee as Wingstop. Interesting. And uh, Michigan is Wingstop. Wow, uh, a lot of pizza joints. Domino's and Papa John's uh, dominating uh, the worst, the bottom of the fast food chain in the United States. So you got to pick it up the pace a little bit. All right, let's go. Papa John's, KFC, wing stop Domino's. <laughs> you got to pick up the pace a little bit. Let's go. You know, I saw where a judge won't let Alex Jones use bankruptcy to avoid Sandy Hook damages. A Texas court ruling means that the InfoWars broadcaster must pay most of the $1.4 billion he owes to Sandy Hook families, regardless of whether his business survives or not. Okay. Okay, come on now. You know he doesn't have that money. There's no way he can pay off. I I don't understand. Uh, There's no possibility, right, that he has $1.4 billion that he's going to pay these families. I'm so sorry that your children were, uh, you know, murdered in such a horrific fashion. But that's not Alec Jones's fault. But we've been down this road before. So, and nobody nobody buys it. Everybody just blames it on uh, Alex because he said some things that maybe weren't right. Oh my gosh. That's just incredible. And yet, we're going after Alex and we have uh, you know, New York Attorney General Letitia is it Letitia James? Uh, you know who's been prosecuting Donald Trump? She sent a tweet out, I think, a couple, well, a couple of days ago now, talking about in 2014 when bidding to buy the Buffalo Bills, Donald Trump claimed his net worth was over eight billion dollars. In reality, his net worth was no more than 1.4 billion. Yet another fumble. And in the tweet she had on X, she has a GIF of a holder for a field goal or extra point. Getting uh the getting the snap into the face and dropping it. Yet another fumble. Um, I would like to say so. I don't understand why this is such a big deal. So? Okay, so he didn't buy the Buffalo Bills, first of all, it didn't happen. And he claimed that he was worth eight billion. Okay. Uh and either the NFL said, man, eh, no, Don, you're not. But uh, you know, go ahead and say that you are, but we're just not gonna make you part of the ownership group. Or, you know, whatever. He said, yeah, I'm going to tell people I'm worth $8 because I want to be worth $8 billion, But right now I only have a net worth of $1.4 But I've got some other buildings that I'm purchasing and I'm going to up my worth here in the next couple of years. I don't understand. So? So what? That he said he was worth something that he wasn't. I just... I mean, Letitia James has got the... But Donald Trump can't combat, But she can? Uh, we live in... Uh, We live in strange times, don't we? We do live in strange times. Something to remember while you're teaching your children. Uh, I learned this yesterday, and I think it's a pretty good, helpful hint. Uh, This guy told me that he paid his 15-year-old to do the dishes. Gave him 10 bucks, And then when the kid was done with the dishes and he was on his way to the bathroom, the dad mugged him and took the $10 back. (laughs) As he said, it's my job to teach him life lessons. (laughs) I'm <laughs> uh, sure that's a proper life lesson, but it's certainly you know certainly a lesson in something isn't it?